You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. And now, your starting lineup for Dirty Mo Doe. Up first from the great state of Ohio, he's the degenerate of the group who bets on anything he watches, the Chopper. Next, he's from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the man who does the real work crunching the numbers, the Professor. And last, hailing all the way from Maine, the crew chief of this misfit bunch, Steve Latar. Guys, it's Christmas week for Dirty Mo' Dough. I don't know how else to say it. It's Memorial Day weekend, and it is basically the best day of racing of the year. There's no no, no nice way to say it. So we got the professor from an undisclosed hungover location in Charlotte. We got the chopper in studio, payday, peanut caramel bar. That is, I mean, that is the only thing better was if we had a throwback Miller Lite, uh, Rusty Ooh, Wallace hood. Now, there you go. <laughs> that would be spectacular. Oh, before we get into anything, Russ. We thought the Emmy would travel with you. So you want to tell us why you're not at home? Um, I, I was with you last night. And, and I left that, early. In that hotel room? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm in a different hotel room because I couldn't afford the hotel room where Stevie wanted me to stay. But uh, I, I, we were celebrating Dale Jr. And um, Stevie had a hot rod, take him home. And I had to stay in the, in the hotel. So listen, I'm going to tell you how this all goes. We got the Rick Allens. We all know what a Rick Allen is. We got a lawn chair. Well, my mayor, Russ, you know what Professor got? He got Clint Boyard. That's what happened to Russ. So if you go out with Professor and you see Clint Boyard, what I want to tell you is everything you hear on air is a small dose of what you get in person. So you want to run, run for the hills. That's what me and Mrs. Latart did. And unfortunately, the professor ran to the bar and he got Boyade. And um, and he just looks. So we're going to have to really put some fine-tuning on his stuff so listen let's just jump right into it we had all-star a week ago um kyle Lars dominated chop had picks didn't send him out he claims it's a quote new phone issue okay. i think it's a miller light issue see that uh, right there what it was big payday pay day so i can verify he showed me the ticket so i am willing to say that he's not full of crap he had Larson to win. He went off on the head-to-heads. I'm sure all the listeners are really excited you didn't share him, Chop. Uh, you're going to really get some. That's, you know, the best way to build a listening group there, Professor, is not share your winners. Well, direct message me. You should have done that. Four for four on the head-to-head. It was a big day. It was a big day. Um, and, and listen, there's a bunch of fans on social. I, I mean, there's almost too many to call out. There was a bunch of fans that had Kyle Larson. I think that was... I don't want to say the easiest pick, but definitely the most dominating win. So let's jump right into this week. But I want to start the pod where we're going to start the day, and that's over Professor Nye's cup of coffee, Chops. I don't know. It's either going to be a Bloody Mary or a Warm Miller Lite from the night before. But either way, we're going to have uh, Formula One at Monaco. So let's just talk about the year. It's been a dominant year for the Red Bull team, right? Verstappen uh, and Perez have basically continued to go back-to-back over the last five weeks. Professor, is that right? They're dominant. Everything this year. So, so they, for that reason, right. uh, qualifying in the win, I, I, it's almost betting one of the same. Qualifying odds are pretty cool. Win odds, I mean, Verstappen's almost even money, and that's how much of a favorite he is. Wow. What do you think, Professor? Are we just betting Verstappen, Leclerc, Leclerc and Perez and just sitting back and having a good time for the day or what? I think it's just Verstappen and Perez and and just sit back and, and look and watch. You know, they won the last two races at Mon- Monaco, too. I agree. I love to stay. I love to spend 20 minutes on here about giving you some creative stuff. But the simple fact is Verstappen Perez to win the two Red Bull teammates. I think Alonzo is interesting with his experience down there, like seven and a half to one. 
But we all know how Monaco is. It's the tightest street course in the world. The passing is going to be of a minimum strategy. Safety cars will be the only thing that could perhaps, you know, jumble this up. Uh, there are some interesting Formula One baits, if Formula One bets, if you've never done it, first to retire. Uh, so you could say, hey, first car out of a race. Um, too bad they didn't have that in NASCAR. I feel like we'd be doing this from our from our yacht. If we could say who were the first first to retire, we'd have to chop him fly in and out each week from his Bahamas Island. Um, if he could do that. And then fails to complete 90% of the race is another interesting one, right? So if you just don't run all 90%, which that's an easy way to hedge maybe chop, right? If you think Verstappen and Perez are going to be great, you could put a little on the first 90% because I don't think they're getting beat. The only way they get beat, if they had fails to complete 90% of the race in NASCAR, you would take Larson to win and yeah. fails to complete 90% of the race every week. Yeah. And you would you'd be pretty good. That's how he rolls. That's how he rolls. That's how he rolls. There should be one in NASCAR that says, uh, you know, if it was contact with um, Chastain, it has to be minus money. Oh, who'd you bet on? He gets <laughs> them all. <laughs> all right. So Formula One for Stappen and Perez. We're moving on. It's that easy. I felt like we were going to get more, but I think Boyer got a hold of our man. And that's all the information we're going to get today. So well, we're I, moving I just, along. I don't think there's anything else to say. Well, listen, we're a NASCAR pod. Let's jump right in the NASCAR race. Coca-Cola 600, four hours plus from day to night possibly from day to night to monday if the weather forecast is correct um yeah that's right Sorry. that's right go ahead professor give me that look again no you're right this, this feels like a david rudiman coca-cola 600 weekend remember that one i don't want to talk about that one <laughs> for the only who don't know david rudiman won by staying out under a yellow Car Rain. I may or may not have had crew chief before was running two spots in front of him and decided to pit under the yellow. So I don't want to discuss that in 600. All right, let's have it, Professor. The floor is yours. The 600 marathon, four stages, folks. Four. Write that down, not three, four. An extra stage for an extra 100 miles. Uh, let me go on a real limb and say the predictor is going to tell me Kyle Larson's the favorite. Uh, he is. He is for a reason, for a good reason. And, and and I have a one two three Hendrick on, on the predictor, and then and then it's Gibbs after that. I I think this is a Gibbs and Hendrick weekend. Sounds like every other weekend, <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. So the predictor is Kyle Larson by a big gap. So so I know it's been a few weeks. We talk about the predictor. It's a proprietary math pro program that the professor has. You don't have to give us the secret sauce. But just give the fans at home what the heck the predictor is. Well, the predictor. Now, don't dork this up. Give it to us in English. I don't need this. I don't need this like computer crypto dorky. Just give me the real. Matter of fact, ask Becky if she can explain it because you're going to dork this up. <laughs> so so it, it basically takes past performance on various different metrics and puts them all together to come up with a number. And and that number is then ranked where we think they'll finish, and it's it's like speed during during runs. It come takes into account pit crew performance. It takes into account track type and and teams that they're running for, et cetera. All right, and then we group them by color because I'm a little ADD and I have a hard time with the numbers. Kyle Larson is a group of his own. The next group, Byron, Elliott, Hamlin. I think those are all kind of interchangeable. Next group, Harvick, Blaney, Truex, Bush, Reddick. Then Alex Bowman files in in 10th, coming back from a back injury. Interesting to see. Brad K, 11th. You've been on this Brad K top 10 thing since the beginning of time. Chastain, yeah. Logano, Bell, Briscoe. So let's jump right in. We got Larson as the favorite at 5-1. to one. There's zero chance that the chop doesn't have Larson on his bet. Hammer. I mean, you can't – you have to, right? Like, yeah. It, it, two years ago, he, he, he did everything. Like, he won the pole and every stage, all, all four stages. What happened to him last year? They had a crazy race last year. It was 13 yellows. Busher was upside down in the infield. Yeah, that's where that's where like Larson wanted to quit. And and they they came back and they were good. They were in contention to win there late. They were gonna win until Briscoe running them down, spun out, and caused the late yellow that kind of jumbled the order. You know those late yellows you love, Chop? Yeah, that's what yeah. happened last week. Last week worked out. Last year worked out. Or really last well. year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got Larson. Byron seven to one, Hamlin eight to one, Truex nine to one, Elliot, Chastain, Bell, Bush, Reddick, Bowman. I mean, I agree. It's the Hendrick and and Gibbs parade. So let's talk 
Hendrick specifically, we love Larson. Byron at seven to one. Elliott at 10 to one. Bowman at 18 to one. Are you taking all four professor or are you, or are you shading away? I mean, it, it, oh gosh, we're going to get some hate mail. Should we be a little shocked at the nines return from injury? Just like he's been okay, but just okay. Well, he, he just hasn't, I think his teammates have out outshined him is, is really what's, what's been going on. Right. Like he hasn't run terrible. It's just Larson and Byron are lights out this year. Be careful. You have a career like that at Hendrick, you'll end up doing TV. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Trav. Trav almost fell out of his seat on that one. <laughs> so you can't take everyone. Who are we not taking? If you have to take two Hendrick Chevrolets, who are you taking, Professor? Oh, Larson and Byron. Okay. You got to take two Joe Gibbs racing cars. Who are you taking? Uh, Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. Okay. So over Bell. Yes. And even over Ty, I want to talk about Ty, though. Yeah. Because let's just talk Coke 600. Ready, Chop? Coke yeah. 600. I'm going to give you an impressive list. Help me with it. Make sure I get this right. Jeff Gordon, first career win there. Yes. Matt Kenseth. Yes. Uh, Dylan? Yes. Who else? Those are the three I got off the top of my head. One second. Then you have Rudiman in, in a crazy race. So we, we could have the same situation. Casey yep. Mears, Matt Kenseth, Bobby Labonte, Jeff Gordon, David Pearson. Wow. So I only say that because we've talked about the top. I mean, what is there to talk about? Larson's going to haul ass. Byron Hamlet tricks is going to be great. Magic adjustment, magic pit stop. Whoever leads those four off the final pit stop, sayonara. Signed, sealed, delivered. You're not going to pass. But – Crazy race, crazy stuff. You, everyone loves value. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't this be Ty Gibbs' breakthrough win? We know the Toyotas, and, and I said because we're not saying he, he's not driving a U-Haul truck. Right. I mean that car's going to roll. I know you. You know you. I always see your bet sheet. You got a little nibble down there on the oh, long yeah. shot. He's going to pop. I, you know, I mean, sixty-five to one. Yeah, that's hard to pass up. Now, so now for, the, for the listener, if you put like a quarter unit, because yeah. I know there's a lot of people that doesn't like the bet slips. Let me tell you, you put a quarter unit down there. And it pops. You're looking at 17, 18 units. That that might cover every other per. You know. Yeah. So so do you think this race is too long for for somebody like that? He won last year. Well, of course that was that was uh, Xfinity, right? Yeah. And how long was that? So 300. 300. So. So I hear you, but. No, man. You seen that kid? Man, that kid ain't out at the bar. I mean, that kid ain't eating fried. He, he, I can tell you right now, he ain't on the chopper and the tart diet. I mean, that kid right there is it. My point is, I, I hear what you're saying. And in, in decades ago, yes, it's long. But man, Ty has, he, he's kind of turned a corner this year, had the consistent run of top tens. Oh, I yeah. see him like, making less dumb mistakes. Uh, who's on top of the box? Isn't Gabe Hart? Is, no, I'm not sorry, not Gabe Hart. Um, Gale. Uh, Kale. Gale. Yeah. So Chris Gale. Is on top of the box. He's got a lot of experience. Like I just think he has he has veterans with him. Like I, I, I think it's sixty five to one. It's hard not to throw a little something. I mean, sixty five right? to one. I think is a long odd. And I think I think you need to Look put something right there on at him. that top ten to it plus one eighty five. Plus one eighty five. I'd love him as a top ten plus one eighty five. Right. I think the length is a good question, Professor. But I just think these kids aren't raised like they used to raise. This kid has been at dirt cars and Xfinity cars and damn. He's going to be in the simulator. I mean, all he wants to do is race. I think he's going to be fine. He's going to love that. Now, what about Keselowski's in that a similar range there? Do you like him over Keselowski? I haven't seen Keselowski. They've run him better, but not at the mile and a half. So I just don't see it. Uh, I don't hate him as a top 10 and yeah. plus 150. Yeah. It really true. says a lot about the forwards when you can get Joey Logano at over 20 to 1. I hate to be that way, but I'll just say it. Blaney at over 20 to 1. Yeah. Harvick at almost 20 to 1. I mean, that just shows you the type of the, the the favorite Ford on the board is the 13th favorite driver. That's so got that's got to hurt some feelings. It says it all. Uh, so we got the let's talk about we got Elliot and uh, Chastain. Whew. He struggled there. Look, how long has it been since Chastain has won? Um, Talladega last year. 
Okay, take Talladega off the board. That one doesn't count. Well, I mean, it counts, Coda. but not in handicapping. Next. Best he's ever done this. 15. It... Okay, road course. Yeah. So when's the last oval? Well, he only has two wins. Exactly. That's my point. I, I say that tongue-in-cheek because, look, he's going to break through. But I think I'm on the – I think um, Chastain continues to run good. I do think he's going to have a little bit of mittens on after his big issue at Darlington. And I actually think that's going to be, I would never said this, and I'm not going to bet it at minus 160, but I think Chastain is going to have a good run somewhere inside the back half of the top 10, try to like not lose his cool. I think we're going to talk about him when we get the matchups because I do think he's going to have some consistent runs. Uh, Bell, Reddick, Bush. How about Bush and the RCR ride? I mean, I just can't get him there. I mean, he won at Vegas. Vegas? Did I lie? Vegas, right? Oh. California. Five oh, top fives in California. the last six. All right, Professor Kyle Bush. Uh oh. I, I just don't think he predictor has him eight. Let's go back to the predictor. You have Kyle Bush and Martrex Jr. almost the same. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, well, it's Kyle Bush after all, but I, I just think he's gonna run in the back half of the top ten. Well, then let's find the value, and the value per the predictor app is Kevin Harvick and Ryan Blaney. You have them fifth and sixth, and the books don't like either of them. Yep. I don't either. Chubb doesn't either. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it. I'd rather take my, I'd rather take my risk on uh, the Gibbs kind of run. Well, that's – so well, if we scroll Harvick, down a little bit here. Hold on, hold on. Oh. Harvick's, Harvick's been top ten in the last five – oval races at charlotte i talked to harvick this week and he said that his cars are better than they show they just he goes listen i'm not saying i have the best car he was very candid about it but he normally will tell you if his car like he'll tell you it's box nope he wasn't that way at all he said the cars are way better we just are having a hard time kind of getting track position at the right time at the this at the that remember the last time he won he was nowhere to be found i I should was that the last one he had michigan the the week michigan is the one i'm thinking about like the four was on this huge windless streak and all of a sudden you Kevin Harvick saw the front and it was like, it was chokehold. We didn't see all weekend. It was Ford stink and he put a chokehold on it. Um, so I'm going to believe the man for face value. He says his cars have been pretty good. What do the speed ranks say? Do they agree with Kevin? Like when you look at the data, no offense to opinions, we don't give a shit about opinions, maybe choppers, but <laughs> let's get some data back half of the top 10. This year, all right. So Harvick has top ten speed. So like seventh at Darlington uh, on speed, and that's without track position. So so for the listener, let's just talk about this, right? So first of all, Charlotte, same tire combination as Darlington. That matters. I don't care if the tracks don't look the same. The only thing touching the ground is the Goodyear rubber. Same tire is going to make a big difference. I actually think, as crazy as it sounds, Darlington and Charlotte, while the surfaces are way different, the loading, it's not crazy. if he's top 10 speed with very little running position, you know, if you're the leader chop, you're going to be way faster. So you're going to win the speed award, right? So if you take the drivers out that lead laps, I, I agree with Harvick. I think if you take a top 10 car and give a track position, it can lead, especially with Kevin Harvick behind the wheel. Remember, he was second at Darlington, too. He finished second. Like So, so you know, the problem is the books gonna, give him a lot of respect at 18 to 1. Like, Where's he going to start if they rain if they rain not qualifying? Oh, great question. Weather looks crappy. Let's go to the metric, Russ. Uh, who's on the pole? Larson? No, uh, who is on the pole? So Harvick's going to start second if it rains out. Ooh. Front row. Second? Good mm-hmm. pit stall. He ran second at Darlington. Oh. And there's other things that go into it, but his good run at Darlington is, is the important part. That's a difference maker. <laughs> All right. I tried to stroll down a minute ago. You yelled at me. Now, oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. Let's talk about then Larson. You know, Larson's not going to have as great of a starting spot. Because he got chastained. Yes. <laughs> Look, just... everybody giggles. You knew that was coming. That's not a – so now you could be chastained, Rick Allen, or Boyard. We got a good <laughs> list going. <laughs> uh, I don't think it matters where Larson starts. I don't – 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I mean, why are we even talking about where Larson starts? It's where he fit, you know. Well, because the pit stall selection, if it comes down to the last, you know, a little... Dash at the end. William Byron's going to have the first. You can tell Kyle Larson he can't put his left hand on the wheel until lap 200, and he's still going to run inside the top five. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Look at this. Does Charlotte tend to run green more? Or is there. So that's really the fourth stage. So every 100 laps, you get a caution for the stage ends, which means there's a fuel stop at every stage. Um, Ross, what are they going to do? I'm guessing about lap 50, break it up right in the middle. Yeah, maybe a little more. Um, we've had a real short run in three of the last four six hundreds. Yeah. So last year was here's the problem. Here's here's let me just go ahead and tell you the challenge we're up against. The next gen car has run at the Charlotte Oval one time. It had 13 yellows in a car upside down and on fire. So I, so uh, yes, the answer yeah. to your question is the 600 does tend to have some longer green flag runs, but last year completely blew up every type of of idea that we have there's zero chance there's 13 yellows this year yeah the we yellows like, trending we ran out way of tires last year huh we ran out of tires last year yeah so this is this is oh. totally different this year the next gen car is trending with less yellows it, it's going to be a, a long green flag run type race as long as larson doesn't have an issue and get lapped early he's going to be just fine can i scroll down yet yes did you get to bubba though oh let's talk bubba that's kind of scrolling down he's 18 yeah. to 1 He's been on a roll. Yeah, he has. I I don't know. I'm trying to be nice, but I just don't see Bubba and Reddick. Or, I mean, here's the problem. I think 2311 and Gibbs share all this information, and I think that Gibbs just is a little bit better at execution, whether it's pit stops at times. Can't believe I'm even saying it was as bad as their pit stops are at some point. But here lately, I don't know. Why do I feel like the Gibbs cars are just outrunning 2311? Well, I... I because I think Denny Denny's overall a better driver, for one, and and they are they they are outrunning him. But Bubba Bubba's been top five the last two races, and then he was second in the All Star race. I I think he deserves some more love. So when you say love, it's eighteen to one to win, five to one top three, two to two and a half to one top five, minus money top ten. Yeah, that, that becomes hard. Last time we had a stack of top fives and top tens on Chopper's car, we got Chop got kicked in the teeth with all of them. Yep. I just don't see the value on top fives and top ten. I mean, top threes and top fives. I like top tens, but like top threes and top fives, man. Like because the guys that, that you can bet on that are going to be there are so low odds that if they fall out, you just get whacked. Right. If you win, there's not much to win there. Let Let's go down the sheet. I'm going to keep talking names. I'm starting at the bottom. You let me know the first time you think it's somebody. We're, I'm only talking a top 10 bet here, okay? I'm going to go quick to start. McLeod, Yaley, Dylan, Ty, that is. Gilliland? Gilliland's having a really, really, really good year. Could could Gilliland end up in the top 10? He's had a lot of backdoor finishes. 30 right? to one's why I say it. Listen, I'm not saying he's a, oh yeah, hammer bat, nothing like that, but 30 to yeah. one to finish in the top 10. That's the first 25% of the field. Yeah. He was 11th at Darlington. I Okay. LaJoy top 10 seems like a stretch at 20 to one. Gregson 20 to one. Smith 20 to one. Harrison 20 to one. McDowell 12 to one. I don't like any of these. Haley, Almendinger, Priest, Sindrick. Jones, maybe what's Eric Jones's? 
You keep throwing out Jones every week, and he doesn't done shit. I'm telling you, man, that that whole – and actually, you know what? Cancel Jones, and here's why, because the name above him. <laughs> no, here's why. Oh, Because Legacy's putting a third entry in. So, listen, I, I love this idea. I love to see Jimmy Johnson. The fans could be thing. But I'm sorry. When you have a small team, you know how much effort it is to put a third car in? Like, no. all that does is dilute. All right, this is what it's like. Have another rental house chop. Yeah. Not much fun, right? Not much fun. Like, 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 so yeah. when you go from two to three, so like when Hendrick or we're sitting in junior motorsports, when they add a fifth car, it's not a big deal because they had their staff for it. They had a fifth car lot. This Jimmy Johnson announcement came at the beginning of this year, right? Like, like my buddy Todd Gordon's going to be calling the race. It's just a big draw on all of legacy. I think, I mean, I don't like any of the legacy cars for that reason. You're what, plus 300 and some plus 500 plus 500. 10. I still wouldn't take them. I would take Busher plus two four. I mean, I would take Almirola plus five hundred over Jones. Is that a nod in agreement or disagreement? Yeah, I agree. I agree. So your glazed eyes. I can't tell if you're agreeing or disagreeing today. I agree. <laughs> we got an agreement. How about Stenhouse? I, I Stenhouse has been great this year. I, I don't. You know the the number the previous history for Stenhouse has to be kind of ignored but he's been really good he's been good in the 600 too though all right let's cut right to it let's talk real quick our picks larson yes we're talking to win we're going to see larson we're going to see byron we're going to see hamill i'm going to see truex on chops card i'm confident we think we're going to see a little ty gibbs just a little nibble for a long shot um and i think he's going to sleep on everybody else and we'll see who shows up on his card when we pop over to top tens uh i think ty gibbs at plus 190 we see Amarola at plus 500. And I'm looking at Chop. Ricky, Ricky top 10 plus 250. Ricky, he said he's going to hammer the Ricky. He likes that at plus 250. He's been four of the last six top five, top tens. Yeah, for sure. And I think Todd Gillen at 30 to one just for the sake of a, rolling for a long shot. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, th- so let's just put this. Okay, listeners, here we go. 30 to one. So we're basically saying it's the same chance Todd Gilliland can run in the top 10 that Joey Logano, no, I'm sorry, that Daniel Suarez could win the race. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a, that seems to yeah. be, yeah, sure, why not? Chops money. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's scroll over. Let's get to some matchups because there's a couple over here I think I really like. All right. Larson and Byron, good luck. Bubba and Reddick. I mean, listen, I am going to give Bubba a nod here. Eight weeks ago, I would have said, this is a mismatch. Reddick yeah, all day long. Right. You know what? I'm going to give the man his due. Reddick showed up, hottest driver, free agent anyway. Here's on the scene. Bubba has risen to the occasion to run with Reddick. Yep. Uh, it is a toss-up. And it's a toss-up. Bush versus Elliott. I don't love that one. Truex and Hamlin, I don't love that one. I mean, th- those are really hard. As we scroll down more, I think there's some better ones toward the bottom. So you ready? Professor, give me your opinion on uh, when I look at Blaney versus Logano, they have it as a coin flip. What's your head-to-head tool say? Uh, I would say it's Logano all day. You agree? I do. That, that was what my gut was going to say. Yeah. He, he's just Logano's just been the best forward overall. There's a lot of co- I mean, here's the problem these matches are pretty damn good. Bush versus Byron. Bush is a long shot as he should be. Harvick versus Elliott. I mean, there's listen, they don't even want our bets at some of these things. He said Hamlin and there's not much, buddy. I've I've scanned and scanned and scanned. And what about Briscoe versus Dylan? Briscoe's had a rough year. He was in the picture last year, but Dylan runs pretty good at Charlotte at times. Mm-hmm. I say that because Briscoe, you're getting big plus money. Yeah, I, I, I like Dylan in this. You and the books together. Yeah. All right, let's find some action. Chop loves best. Uh... Hold on, hold on, hold on. What about Hamlin versus Bowman? Who's a big favorite, right? Yeah. Hamlin's a big I mean, favorite. So, yes, Hamlin's going to win that, in my opinion. But a minus 175, I think, is a lot of juice. I just would – I would never take a minus 175 bet. But Chop's a gambler. Would you ever pay 75 points? I, 
maybe in this time, because I don't know how Bowman will come back the longest race after being out. Mm -hmm. You know, it took, uh, it's still a lot of juice. I mean, it's a it's, lot of juice. Now, uh, I will say to your point, Professor, I'd keep an eye on that matchup because if Bowman qualifies really good, maybe it moves closer to even. And then I still think Hamlin's going to outrun him in the race. Yeah, so yeah. so it's it's maybe a uh, wait and see heads up. How about that Kozlowski Chastain? Kozlowski at plus 210. Oh, I would take it just for the juice. The same what? conversation for the Hamlin, I would okay. take it for the juice. Now, listen, if it's laps Chastain's runs in front of Kozlowski, it's going to be yeah. 375 laps. But in case Chastain puts the mittens on too much or loses his mind and take the mittens off, um, I think I like if Chastain runs fifth to 10th, he'll be fine. He'll outrun Kozlowski. But I think if Chastain has a chance to win, I just don't think he can all of a sudden, the Leopard's not going to change his spots and just all of a sudden be like, oh, now I'm going to be real nice and polite. I mean, it's still going to be a beating in a banging yeah. show. I mean, that could be one you literally could win on the white flag lap. Yeah. What I about like Suarez and Kozlowski? Nah. I mean, good luck. They're both going to run... They're going to battle like hell from 10th to 15th. Here's the problem with, with those matchups. One reason, like, you know, you're talking in the middle of the, it's a drunken bar fight back there. I do like the plus 210 Kozlowski over Chastain. Yeah, you don't find too many matchups with plus 200, mm -hmm. you know. Group bets have been neutered. Can we agree? The group bets have just been like, um, I mean, neutered. Awful. There's nothing. I mean, I've, I've dug through them all. What, what about um, Group D and Barstool? What do you want to take, Gibbs? Yep. Yeah. My argument would be you get 250 to run inside the top 10, and it's going to take top 10 to win that bet. Will it? Yeah. All four of those. One of those guys. Somebody Gibbs, Kazowski scores a guy. Somebody's going to run eighth to 10th or 11th yeah. in that group. So I would take Gibbs in a top 10 bet before I took Gibbs in group D. And that's when I say the groups have been neutered, like, listen, this isn't just a handicap and showing who think was going to run good. It's also a betting show. And, and the point about the betting is you can get Gibbs. What's his top 10 number? Two and a half, right, Trav? Oh, I get a shake. He's got like a halo above his head. 190. Okay. So two to one to run inside the top 10. I, I for, Plus 345. It's going to take a top 10 to run win group D. It's only going to be four guys. Three. It's going to be three. Three guys. I like that 345, honestly. There you go. Professor has put one up and the chop likes it. And I like uh, I like Bubba in group C. Reddick, Harvick, Bubba, Blaney? Yep. If you like Bubba over Reddick, because I don't think, I think they're one of those guys are going to run better than Fords. So that'd be my. I can see your strategy there. I'm scared of Harvick. I won't lie. Maybe I still have PTSD from when he passed us when we ran out of the gas in 2011 to go on to win the 600. Not that that's fresh in my mind or anything. Um, I think the call was, and the closer gets it done again, and I almost threw up on top of the pit box. <laughs> Not that it's fresh, you know, 12 years ago. Um, but that moniker's not wrong. It is the longest race of the year. We do see some crazy stuff. But I think Harvick, look, he's done this a long, like four hours to him in a race car. I mean, he'll be damn ordering dominoes for the first 200 laps. He, like, he just, he, and, you know, there's something about him this year. You know, I think, let me see if how I say this. His tenacity used to be his advantage. And then when his cars were not quite good enough, his tenacity were almost a disadvantage. Like he would lose his mind. He'd get pissy. He'd get this. And he just really seems to be somebody who's really accepted this as his final year. And he's he's smiling a little bit more. Now, I'm not saying he's still not driven to win, but he's enjoying the year. He's having a great time. He knows he's going to the Fox booth. And I think, like like I said, when I talked to him this week, he was like, man, cars are good. You know, five years ago, if he was on a winless streak, he'd be like, this is bad. And this is give me everything that's wrong. Instead, mm -hmm. he told me everything that's right. And for that reason, do I think he is going to have the fastest car? No. Do I think he can line up next to Kyle Larson and beat him? Hard to do. But he is going to just linger, man. He is going to linger. He's going to be around there all night. What about uh, Group F uh, over at Caesars? Would you take the Bubba there instead? It's pretty similar to Group C. Oh, interesting. So we're basically trading out Blaney and Bowman. Blaney, Blaney for Bowman? I like that better. 
He likes that better. Yeah. You got the chops thing. I'd really love to find one that I could trade out Harvick, but man, you get down to group G. I think group G is actually the, the, the group G is the one to bet. Amarillo. Yep. Yeah. Jimmy's going to be a couple laps down. It's bigger than a three quarter mile. So priest is in trouble. And Amendinger is when I, you know, go back and listen, just back your phone up on the podcast, back up a minute. And all those good things I said about Harvick's attitude, just flip it. And that's AJ Allmendinger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, AJ Allmendinger, I think when he gets in his car, when it backs out of his driveway, when it hits the street, he's mad. <laughs> so I might actually think Almarola. Now, do I now listen? I don't think it's going to take a top 10 to win that bet. I actually yeah. think here's a bet. Group G. There are only two cars in that group on the lead lap at the end of this race. Which two? <laughs> Besides Almirola. Oh, it's Almirola and another. Yeah. Probably Priest or Dinger. Probably Priest. Yeah, I would say the over-under on that is one and a half. Look at, listen to him. He got the lingo now. (laughs) Professor's got the lingo. He's like, oh, boy. Let me say, I wore this hat for you, Professor, because you've been this way all day. (laughs) Out of office. Yep. All right, let's move on to something worth talking about. How about a winning manufacturer, Chevy minus money? So let's here's just just a this is a specific strategy bet, and I'm going to tell you the deal. Over at winning team, JGR is 180 at one book, 250 at the other book. Before I took winning Toyota, I would probably take winning JGR at plus 250 and give up the 2311 drivers. I would take Truex and Hamlin to win. They're the only two. I those two. If it's a Toyota, yeah, one of them. What are the odds on that? So if we scroll over, if you took Truex and Hamlin, you got one at nine to one and one at eight to one. So your average is like a four and a half to one payday. Which is better than. Which is way better than plus 180. Yeah. All right. So there you go. There's your strategic down. Look at old Trav leaned right in on the camera on that one. I think he's taking notes. I mean, he got right up there real close, Chop, thinking about that one. Yeah. All right. Well, then do you take Chevy at minus money? I mean, that's hard to do. No. No, with disgust on his face. No. And no chance you're taking Ford. No Fords. I, there won't be a Ford on the sh- other than maybe a Harvick somewhere. There won't be a, a Ford on the sheet. So there you go. Fade in the blue oval, minus the veteran in the glasses. And I'm not talking Joey Logano. So there we go. Fading the blue oval, except for Harvick. Well, let's talk about top of each manufacturer. Because Larson's obviously a heavy favorite. Byron. Man, they are. I don't like top Chevys because there's so many of them. So let's scroll down to the ones where we have other options. Top Toyota, Hamlin and Truex are both heavy favorites. I can tell by Chop's face next to me. Chop, you don't like any of these. Well, do you if you're if you're betting Hamlin and Truex to win, do you take? Man, I don't know, Reddick mm-hmm. or Bubba. Top Toyota, in case one of those guys don't win. Well, well the question I, is honestly, I think it's it's a no. Truex Hamlin. Larson show again. It is. It is. I mean, honestly, it's why heavy? It's a heavyweight. We, we can try to make make stuff up, but that's, but that you know what happens when you start making stuff up at the casino? It's quicksand. You start losing money, right? I mean, it's a heavyweight battle until they till they prove that they're not going to be up there and have a chance every week. Why do we? Well, how else can you get them then? What about winning numbers? If we think it's going to be Larson in the five, Byron in the twenty four, Hamlin in the eleven, Truex in the nineteen, we take the odds. What's that? Oh yeah, there you go. All oh, minus one ninety. They know it. Yeah, they're taking them all. Uh, was there? Where's the less than what? Twenty, or one to ten? That's starting position. Well, yeah, eleven. That, to, what's that? Eleven to twenty. That's that where they start. And Truex. No, and, no, that's where they start. That's starting. Oh, position. starting position. Okay. That's what I mean. Winning numbers. They've kind of neutered us all. Let's talk about some prop bets. Everybody likes a prop bet. Bush top Chevy, Trex top Toyota. Twenty to one. I don't know. Top ten. Kozlowski, Bell, and Elliott. I don't know. Five. Maybe. What's the odds? I can't see it. Five to one. Hmm. Reddick at Truex top five, five to one. I, I, no. Either to win Harvick or Reddick. Nope. All finished top five. Chastain, Harvick, Byron. Nope. Top Ford, Harvick. I like that one. Top Toyota, Bell. Nope. You can get an any to win with Chastain, Bubba, and Hamlin. <laughs> no, thank like, Listen to him. You heard the disappointment. <laughs> Elliott top Chevy, Logano top Ford. That'd have to be 50 to one. 
I mean, it's just, I can't get you here. I don't, I mean, there, I do. So listen, I hate to downplay these, but I really like the creativity. Now, an interesting one is this. What Suarez's top 10's odds? No, see, this is the problem. So you could get Suarez top 10 at plus 120 or Larson and Suarez at plus 160. I wouldn't add Larson in it. I would just take Suarez if I think he's, I mean, the only question mark there is if Suarez is going to run in the top 10. Right. I'm telling you, it's just, it's just, you know. So I know I'm a little saucy, guys. It's been rough. It's been a rough go for the Boston sports, man. The Bruins kicked me in the teeth. Like, dang, Celtics are trying to give it all away. Listen, look at Chop's smile because he knows where I'm at on the Celtics. And it's not good. I'm in a bad yeah. spot, guys. How about, her, how about the Hurricanes? They've taken me right down the two spots. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Hurricanes. Four nights in a row. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, it's, ugh, it's awful. Um, man, that's it. Any other questions? We have any other questions about this professor? You've been very quiet. Actually, you've talked more than I thought you were going to. You haven't thrown up, which has been a good. Um, you want to talk or you want to talk Xfinity? Yes. We got the man is back in Xfinity this week. Who that? Kyle Bush. He's not the man anymore. Kyle Larson's the new man. Yeah, the Xfinity what? man he's talking about. Yeah. Right? yeah but he driving a college car, right? Yeah, but that car won at Darlington. Ty Gibbs is also back in Xfinity. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Trav, find us some Xfinity odds. I see you clicking and typing. Jump right in here. Let's hear the Trav from the other room. Guys, we've got this set up really well oiled in because now Trav can just speak up. All right, so Bush is 275, Gibbs 275, Allgaier 500, Nemechek 500, Custer 800, Barry thousand sam mayor two thousand sammy smith two thousand can we keep going nope take them both at 275 yep yep i have to agree take them both at 275 gibbs and kyle yeah but then what you know you, if only one or the other can win so if you've got two units to win 275 that's and a lot of other guys could sneak in there gambler doesn't like it not enough I would take one if you wanted to take a flyer one over the other. I would take uh, if I had to take one. One, I'm taking Ty Gibbs without a, even a chance of a doubt over Kyle Busch. Yeah, that equipment's so good. That's why. Yeah, this isn't a man versus man. This let's remind everybody: this is a man sitting in a race car, and the race car that Ty Gibbs is sitting in is going to be way better than the race car that Kyle Busch is sitting in. So I think the bet of the day is Ty Gibbs. Now, if you could find some parlay that says Ty Gibbs win on Saturday and top 10 on Sunday, now that would be an entertaining parlay. Yeah. You could jump them together. You never know. You never know. Um, anything else? We're going to move this along. Is there any parlays like where you can parlay the winner of the F1 race, the Indy 500 and the 600? Ooh, I don't, I, I'll see about that. I do know there is a Penske uh, wins either the Indy 500 or uh, Coca-Cola 600. That is an Isn't option. Or? Yeah, well, they just have to win one. What's That's, the odds? I think plus 300 I had written down on the sheet. Let me check. I thought I wrote it down. <laughs> Look, the professor is shaking his head in disgust. Yeah. You better hope it happens early in the day. Well, because you can get Penske plus 550 to win a in the, in the 500, and that's what we think they are they have the best chance in, right? There you go. See, this is why you listen to this podcast, because that's just good grinding work from the professor. All right, so they, there are someone like uh, Sergio Perez, podium finish, Marcus Erickson, any 500, top five finish, Denny Hamlin, top five. Well, yeah, like, that sounds fun. Plus 609. Take, I, I, wait, wait, wait. Perez, yes. Yep. Podium. Marcus Erickson, top five. Yes. Denny Hamlin top five. What book's that on? Caesars. Chop just has a reason to get up early. <laughs> he likes it. His Hamlin in there. <laughs> Speaking of Hamlin, uh, starting next week, the lawn chair segment will be fast and furious and officially assigned. This week, we've decided to give the original and the first ever lawn chair. Drum roll, please. Da -da -da. Chopper, the first lawn chair award goes to? The entire field, except for Kyle Larson. Oh, I agree. I agree, because this is what happened. They all backed up. Yep. Ricky Stenhouse spun out at lap 15. Kyle Larson came down to pit road, and whatever there was, 22 other cars in the all-star race folded their lawn chairs up and went into the trunk 
there's a good thing it was a halfway break or Kyle Larson might still be lapping cars in North Wilkesboro. He was going to lap every car, lap the pace car, lap half the fans in the, I mean, it was, it was a Kyle Larson show. I actually think he got so far out. He started to just cruise because he started to feel bad. I was hoping he'd hurry up. I'm in the middle of the infield with no middle light. Oh, that is the major. What a bogey. What a bogey. I mean, how do you not have a beer stand inside of Wilkesboro? You can't get out of it. You're in no beer. Really? I can't believe Russell didn't try to throw one over the fence to you. You didn't ask. I would have done it. Come on. No Miller Light. I and the race field. couldn't get over fast enough. Couldn't get over. Even though you had the winner, you just wanted to. Oh, I didn't end. care. No, it didn't <laughs> matter at all. They just what they need is what they have at the Grove or one of MJ's golf courses with yeah, drones drone, and they right? deliver the beer. That would have been nice. I'm gonna tell you after chopping, I was at the Grove. I think that the I think the drone was out of battery. I mean, it was came in and out, in and out, in and out. I think couldn't get off the ground. Oh boy. All right, so the lawn chair, the, the official, original, first ever lawn chair goes to the entire field in North Wilkesboro. Next week, though, we will assign a lawn chair, and it, it's going – you don't want to have that. You don't want to have the lawn chair. I mean, nobody wants to be the lawn chair. We also are going to have something new this week, and we're going to do it here at the end. First, we're going to invite in our man Joey Molinaro to talk Indy 500. But Dirty Mode Doe, there's so much crap talking amongst the group that we've decided to add a wager in. Now, let's we all can't wager, but we can – well, when I say we can track it, Travis can track it because we're not going to track it. Travis is going to track it. Everybody gets one singular unit to bet anywhere you want each and every week. Now, Chop thinks this is the bad way to do it because he's just going to pick the winner every week. I call not a chance. My man, Professor, we don't, the Professor, there's no idea what he's going to do. Trav's in it. It's just us four. Is that right? Or or is or is Boss Lady Tiff going to join us? Uh, I think just us four. Right, so here's how it works. You get all year. The guy with the most theoretical money at the end of the year gets to pick where we celebrate. The guy with the least gets to pick up the tab. Oh, boy. <laughs> we got a lot of dinners to go to. Hey, listen. <laughs> you ever see my physique? I got time. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's first – let's handicap. Let's real quick, just run through this before we invite Joey in. We like it's a heavyweight battle. Larson, Byron, Hamlin, Truex. Right, Professor? All right, sad, Sunday morning. Byron, Byron. you got to include Byron. He was there. I was there. Uh, a little boyard, you know. I got a little, <laughs> little boyard. You got a little boyard. You got a little boyard. Sunday, we're going to actually publicize Chopper's picks this week. He's yes. got his new phone working, and we think there's going to be internet around his house because there was no internet in North Wilkesboro. All right. All right. It starts at Formula One, and then it goes to the Indy 500. Here it is. Let's bring our man Joey Malinaro in and talk a little Indy. We promised him. Here he is, Joey Molinaro, co-host of Speed Street with Connor Daly. There's a long conversation I have. I have a complaint with both of these fine gentlemen because I traveled all the way to Indianapolis last week for qualifying. I go back for the 500. And Joey, I hear you have a camper and might have cold beer. I didn't get an invite. And then I was on pit road and I'm going to blame it on Connor's focus in qualifying, but he walked by me twice, wouldn't even make eye contact. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, well, one, I, I do have an excuse because I was in Baltimore, actually, in, at, at Preakness on Friday and Saturday of qualifying. So I came back early, early on Sunday morning. So you may have missed me there on Friday, Saturday. So I feel like that's an excuse enough for me. As for Connor, like I told you, man, one, he is focused, but two, I usually get stiffed by him, too. So you can't be too upset. <laughs> All right. Well, this well, well, I guess it's it's this is the best day in racing um, globally. Let's just be honest, right? We got F one in the morning, IndyCar, and then the the Coke six hundred. But before we get into that, how'd your Preakness do? Because we have Kornacki on back for Kentucky Derby, and he led Chopper down a really really bad road of gambling. Never, Chopper. Mentioned, never mentioned Mange. Never even came up as an option. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny is I did red. I did the red carpet uh, at the Kentucky Derby. And I interviewed uh, Chris Harrison, the Bachelor host, or formerly the Bachelor host. He was there, and uh, he called it. He called Mage right away, and I didn't take his advice because I, I had not been hearing Mage at all. Uh, but he nailed it about four hours before the actual Derby. Um, so yeah, but Preakness, it was great. I, I put down on uh, the Preakness itself. I had National Treasure, and National Treasure came through. So it was a successful trip. Well, to defend Chris Harrison, Dale Jr. picked Mage as well, so I has no chance I would have picked the horse that Dale Jr. picked because his 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 numbers aren't very good. But now let's well, talk. His strategy was because it was the number eight. Because the number eight, he picked the eight horse. He's the only guy here that knew the horse numbers, right? That's the only guy that knew the horse numbers. Well, let's yeah. talk numbers. Um, 
We've talked NASCAR. We talked F1. Uh, let's talk IndyCar, right? I was there last week. It was breathtaking. Qualifying weekend was unbelievable. Graham Rahal ends up missing the show. Now he's back in the show driving another car after an injury from her driver. Alex Pillow upset the Chevy Brigade at the front. Like it was Chevy bow tie as far as you could see. Alex Pillow from Chip Ganassi Racing sits on the pole with a new four-lap average plus over 234 miles an hour average, which is crazy. But now we're in race trim. They had a little practice Monday. When I was up there, it was Ganassi. Everybody was talking Ganassi. Is that still the buzz? What's your handicap on the field? Yeah, dude. Um, you know, there's a there's a large large conversation that is going on throughout the city and the track of uh, you know you taking Ganassi, you taking the field, and I think there's a lot of people who would feel pretty happy if they were just going with Ganassi. Um, you can't go wrong with Alex Pillow. Uh, what he did, I caught, you know, I picked him to win the GP two weeks ago. He absolutely dominated that race. I picked him to be on the pole um, for the Indy 500. He did that. Uh, and Ganassi, it's funny because, you know, you have Team Penske, right? And, and the captain uh, is the owner of the track, you know. And so once he purchased the track, I think everybody was kind of thinking, oh, man, here comes the domination of Team Penske. And then, you know, the last handful of years, we've had Ganassi just absolutely dominating there. Uh, so I, I, I think, obviously, the smart, easy money is on Alex below. And then you look at the other guys in, uh, in Ganassi, you know, Erickson is strong. He's a defending champ, obviously Scott Dixon every single year is, is, is a fair, safe bet. Uh, you just hope that he doesn't, you know, lock up and mess up in the, in the pits this year because he would have won last year's race if he didn't do that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely the storyline I think is one Ganassi versus the field and two, is Team Penske going to be able to find something, make something happen? Uh, because they haven't really been able to since 2019 when Simon Pagano won there. So real quick, let's run through him. Polo, as mentioned, agreed. He's the favorite. The books agree, 6-1. to one. Dixon, you can find it, 8-1. to one. Erickson, the defendant champ, the sneaky Swede, is 11-1. to one. Um, The one you didn't mention, the non-full-time Ganassi driver, Takuma Sato, in a Ganassi car. He's won the 500 twice, right? Twice he and dropped underneath... Who was the underneath when he wrecked and won that year? Was that a um, um, that was the Dario? Dario. So he could easily be a three time winner. Sato's always in the mix, twelve to one. And I think you just don't put a bet. I mean, Sato twelve to one, man. I know he's aging, but he doesn't look like he's aging. It looks like he's twenty two when you see him. No, and he this dude absolutely sends it at the Motor Speedway every single time. You know, he I I was joking with Connor on our show earlier in the week. It's like. Sato has two goals in mind. It's one to go as fast as you can and two see how close he can get to hitting the wall without hitting the wall because he's sending it that much. Uh, and you're right. I mean, Sato is this guy who's only coming and doing ovals for Ganassi, but 2017, he won 2020 and the weird pandemic year. He won three years later. It's 2023. Are we on this every three years thing with Sato? It's a very good bet. Uh, all right. Well, listen, we can't have you on here without talking about your man. Uh, Connor's 40 to one yep. right down there with Elio, a couple other big names. Yep. Uh, I, like we all want it for Connor. He has had some really good runs. There's a few heartbreaks. Uh, I mean, I think a long shot's fair. I'm not trying to knock Connor. Right. But the equipment he's in the car, like I think 40 to one is a reasonable odd for Connor Daly to win it. Absolutely. Um, Con- Connor, Connor, more than anybody else almost in the field, I'd say, uh, races for this race and this race only, you know, he's a full-time driver, but, but this is his race, you know, not only because he is the hometown kid, the only driver in the field that was born in the city um, and, and grew up here. Um, but because this is, this is the race that he puts it all on the line for. And we've seen him lead the last two years. He led the, the most laps in the race uh, uh, last year. Um, and, 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 you know, if you look at besides qualifying, you know, you look at him during practice days, look at him in traffic and how the car has been. Um, he's been up there in the top 10, top five when it comes to uh, not only the toe speeds, but the non-toe speeds. So he's got a fast car there, man. And it's going to be good in traffic. It's it's it, it, it's proven that over the month. It's proven that over the last couple of years here at this place. Um, and, and, you know, for those who aren't too familiar with the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Tony Kanan says it well, you know, the track picks the winner. And this place has, has got a lot of magic to it. And, and, and sometimes, I mean, Scott Dixon's only won there one time. You know, that, that makes zero sense. You know, a guy like that should have, you know, four wins, uh, five wins there, right? Uh, but, but the track picks the winner, and there's a lot of magic that goes on there. So I can easily, easily see Connor Daly putting it up there and, and drinking the milk 
and uh, putting the 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 wreath you know around himself on on Sunday. Uh, we're we're dubbing it win in ten. It's his tenth Indy five hundred start, so we got the hashtag win in ten going for him. Uh, but yeah, that I mean to 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 kind of wrap up for me and who I got, I, I put down on Connor. Like you said, forty to one. I've got um, Paddle Award, who I think is. I, I, that that's who I picked to win. I've been on, on record as picking Paddle Award to win. He finished second there last year. He's been on a tear so far this year, but doesn't have a win. Um, and, and I know how badly he wants to win after not sending it in turn one last year against Marcus Erickson. Um, and he's had a really, really strong ride all month of May as well. Uh, so Paddle Award, Connor Daly. And here's another little dark horse that I like, who's been strong this month well, is going under the radar. Another previous winner, Ryan hunter Red. He started eight. Captain America is back after a year off. He's in the stealthy black dry Ryan bolt car. Um, and, and to me, he's flying under the radar. He's kind of giving me 2021 Elio Castroneves vibes. You know, Elio started in the middle of the pack in 2021. He wasn't a full-time driver uh, at that time. And uh, he came out and he had a really strong car and he did what he needed to do and, and won the race. So uh, my three, uh, because Pillow is just too easy. I mean, that's that's like, yeah, no, no, duh. Um, so my three are Connor Daly, um, Ryan Hunter Ray, and Pato Award. So I agree with you that the Speedway picks the winner. So I'm going to give you two names that would be great stories for different reasons. And then I'm going to yeah. give you my hammer bet, my must bet for the Indy 500. And here you go. The storylines of Santino Ferrucci because of the team he drives for, not because of Santino. Driving for A.J. Foyt, he's in north of 85 now. He's out at the Speedway after a health scare. I think everybody loves A.J., the Texan. He's got the swagger, the no-bullshit type of attitude. Santino would be great at 15-1. to 1. And then P.K., you can't talk about Indy without talking about Tony Kanaan. He's in at Arrow McLaren, the same equipment that awards in. Uh, I mean, he's just – I actually think – I don't want to say he's unfocused, but he has a bigger smile than ever. Like, he's really soaking in his last 500. And I think sure. he'll do that to halfway, but then he's going to realize, holy crap, I'm inside the top 10 with 100 laps to go, and I think he could dial in. But here you go, Joe. Get your pen out. The hammer bet of hammer bets – for the Indianapolis 500 is a head-to-head between Elio and Marco Andretti. Marco Andretti and the Speedway are like oil and vinegar. They don't mix after his crushing (laughs) loss his rookie year. I mean, inches from winning his first 500. The Andretti curse is real. Neither of these guys, in my opinion, are going to contend for the win. But Elio, Spider-Man's going to have a ho-hum top 14 run, and that will absolutely eliminate Marco Andretti in the head-to-head. So there you have it. Castro Neves over Marco. I think that makes a lot of sense. I like that. And it breaks my heart because Marco is a pal of mine and he was the first driver that I liked and looked up to because he was 19 years old, this young Italian kid. And I still can't watch the 20, the 2006, uh, 500 or the finish. I can't, it hurts too much. So, um, unfortunately I think you're right. And, um, I don't think that that Andretti, uh, curse is going to buck this year, unfortunately. So I think you're spot on there, my man. All right, there you have it. Joey Malinaro, he is co-host of Speed Street with Connor Daly. Uh, subscribe and listen weekly over here at Dirty Mo Media. Appreciate Thank you joining, man, and let's see how good you – if your picks are good, you want the Preakness, if you win the Indy 500, just clear a slate next week. We'll just go ahead and you can take the uh, the cup picks as well. Hey, bro, I mean, I'm just going to say, like I said, I, I'm going. I had, uh, like I said, Polo two weeks ago, the GP. I had National Treasure and Freakness, and the next day I came and I put Polo on the top uh, on the pole. So I'm feeling pretty good right now, man. I, you know, don't want to give it an Andretti curse here, but I'm feeling pretty solid. So Rick appreciate <laughs> and I'm ready to go back next week. All right, I love it. Thanks, Joey. That's right. Don't Rick Allen yourself. The warning has been shot across the bow by our man Chopper. As a reminder, Indy 500, the middle slate, Formula One in the morning, Indy 500 in the middle of the afternoon, and then Coca-Cola 600. Uh, the 107th running can be caught on NBC. You're going to have to dial in to see who wins. All right, so Chuck, we heard what Joey had to say. Are you filling out? Let's just talk about the day before we put our dirty mo picks in. Are you going to have action in all three races? No. You going to skip Formula One yeah, or skip Indy? Yeah. Or both? Too early. Okay, so we're we're purely skipping Formula One due to the time change. Yeah, I'm. I'll bet it if I watch it. I'm not. I can't watch Formula. Because it's only entertainment. I appreciate the honesty. You got to have some indie. Come on, I'm going to be there, man. You got to yeah. at least. I don't know anything about it. Well, what would you tell me to bet? Uh, I think I think um, Pelot. I think Joey's right. I think it's a Ganassi race to lose. I like Pelot. 
I don't love Erickson as much. It's hard. It's hard to go back to back. I like Pelot, Dixon. I think the best bet for me, odds wise, is just a little something on uh, probably Sato, Takuma Sato in the fourth in the fourth game. I'm gonna jump card. on his Connor pick. Connor, yeah, for sure. Because if he does win, then you could go on Speed Street and talk to Joey and be like, "I listen to you. Look what I've done." Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so here it is. Would this just be that? another? Would this be another play where you just put you know quarter units on a bunch of winners and long as one of those hit, you can cash out with a net positive. That's a good. Yeah. I mean. If, yeah. Have you met Jop? He bets on everything. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. He's going to basically throw a bunch of quarter units in like he's at a wishing well. He's going to go, Connor Daly, paddle award. <laughs> like he's just going to keep just flinging them in. That's Look a- at him shake. All right, it's time. First ever week one. Who has to start? You going to make me start? You're the host. You go. Sure, I'll start. I'm going to jump right in here. So I think this – Strategy to this is not pick a winner. I'm going against my man, uh, Chops' plan here. And what I'm taking with my singular unit, I'm going to have to go with my bet of the day, which is going to be, oh, no. So nervous going first. (laughs) I'm going to actually take – I don't know what I want to take. This is (laughs) nervous. No, here's what I'm going to take. I'm going to take a – HMS win, even money. Actually, no, I find it at plus 150. Plus 150 HMS win. Write it down, Trav. My unit, Hendrick win. Job. 150, got it. uh, I think this is a Martin Truex Jr. day. Oh, the the professor is pissed. For the win. So now listen, if somebody takes the bet, do we close them out? Yeah, you can't match bets. Can't well, match bets. We'll rotate the start each. Week. What we'll do is whoever's down the most money goes first. There you go. Well, y'all are going to be all down one, and I'm going to be up plus. All right, nine hundred. Professor, go ahead. <laughs> I would like Byron for the win. What's his Dang. odds? Seven. We're going to give him seven to one. I'll take uh, Gibbs top ten. Good call. Oh, that is a good bet. All right, there you go. So now when Larson wins, I'm the cel- I'm the one celebrating. Watch. You know what's going to happen? Denny's going to win this race. Watch. Chop's going to get so screwed. <laughs> He'll pass Truex. Well, We're two to go. He'll unfold the lawn chair. <laughs> Sweet by Truex. It doesn't mean I'm not betting him. <laughs> but in this particular week, I think it's a Truex. It's Truex or Hamlin or Larson. Hey, listen, we're not going to the end of the year. We're just doing to the end of the regular season. Because we're not going at the end of the regular season, we're going to have a celebratory dinner. We're going to re-rack for the playoffs. As long as okay. we don't go to the bar at the Ritz, I'm I'm good. And- <laughs> I heard that they're not going to let you back in because you were there with Clint Boyer. You know, some other lines that might pop up this weekend are the bracket um lines, the matchups. Who's left? You got them? Um, I know Denny and uh, Bowman is one of them, which is out there already, as we talked about. Let me pull up. Denny, Tegan Hamlin. Who else you got? Uh, I got to pull up the bracket. What's the bet? Who's the, who's leading the, uh, the bracket overall? What's the best score? Um, hold on. So we have uh, Chastain versus Kozlowski, Bubba versus, uh, Bubba versus Chase, Harvick versus Byron, and Denny versus Bowman. That's a, those are some great. The brackets wow. are heating up. Yeah. So those lines will probably be uh, trickling out too this weekend as potential bets. So to Chop's point, do we have like is it tight at the top of the brackets? How many people do you have in there? Uh, between us four, I don't know the standings. No, 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 no we stick. Overall. I'm talking about oh, those overall actually, yeah, real picks. Overall, there's two people tied for uh, first. Uh, both of them went 14 of 16 in the first round and eight of eight in the second round. Wow. What are they doing on Thursdays? They want to join a podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, Chop, you got to go sign autographs for all those people that were outside waiting up. Lined up like 10,000 of them. I know. I saw Dale sitting by himself at a table. I thought they were for him, but I saw the big chopper sign. I think they're coming for the job. <laughs> all right, guys, listen. It's Christmas morning for the sports better, especially if you love racing. It's Formula One from Monaco. Indy cars from the 107th running of the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500 on NBC. Coverage starts on 9 a.m. on Peacock. Uh, 11 o'clock or noon, I should probably know. It's one of those on NBC. Uh, 
Yeah, that's fine. Travis, somewhere around there. I just start at 9 a.m. I know what time I'm going. Don't they have a grid to tell you when to show up? Yeah, they have a grid, but I don't open it. It's confusing. A lot of colors. I'm not real good at it. And then it is the, if I do this right, my old friend downstairs who is signing autographs is going to get me home from Indy so I can watch the last 300 laps of the uh, Coke 600 from my couch. Uh, I might come join Chopper because I guarantee he'll have a cooler filled somewhere. So uh, With with an umbrella. What's that? With an umbrella. With an umbrella. All right. No, it's going to be raining. Oh, really? Weather, weather permit. Have you not looked at the weather report this weekend? It's, yeah, it's going to be great in Indy. That's all <laughs> I care about. I care about you. I'm going to Indy. I'm open wheel racing. Russ has learned a couple very important things in life. It's all about Stevie. No. Well, that is one important one. What's the second one you learned last night? Avoid Clint Boyer. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to have hours and hours and hours with my man. Oh, I can't wait. Rain filled. Wind them up and let them go. Guys, Dirty Mode Doe. I'm your host, Steve Latart, the chopper in the studio, a hungover Clint Boyard professor from a nondescript hotel in Charlotte, the Trav, from an office. It's a great weekend of racing. Good luck and may all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mode Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.